to A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Sunday night from the Superbook Sports Studio. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, where the 2023 model year Fords are available right now. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Gary Ashton has the Intel Edge. You need to succeed. The best real estate agent in the business is at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, where you can go to wager on Titans games, Vols in Kentucky this weekend, everything else, postseason baseball, whatever you like, in the Superbook Sports app. You can get that done. They'll match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. And TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out, a better way to work out. To get you started on your fitness journey today, go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. So, man, it is, uh, it's really crazy um, how the Titans keep doing this. And I, I have to look at it two ways, right? It is, it is impossible for me to say that what the Titans are doing is not sustainable because it has been sustainable through four straight wins. I think it is fascinating that they do it this way, where they have no business winning these games, where their offense is atrocious. It looked as bad today as it has all year long. The pass protection was awful, awful, the offensive line. Just not flatly good enough in any way, shape, or form. And yet we're sitting here, after four straight wins, and I'm looking around and saying, I mean, they did it again. They did it again. I've written the same thing for four straight weeks through all four of these wins. You've looked around and said, yeah, they really have no business winning that football game. It is hideous the way that they play these games. There's no disputing this. Like, even if you are somebody who just says, hey, you know what? Just win, baby, Al Davis. You have to come away from these games being like, "Woof." That, that was tough. Like, surely you guys aren't, surely you guys aren't uh, wa- wa- washing everything else that happens throughout the course of the game away by saying, you know what? A win is a win. Surely not, right? Because it can't just be me. And yet I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the way, like they scored today on a pick six. They got a bunch of field goals, right? They got a pick. They did not score an offensive touchdown. It's like watching Iowa play. It really, really is bad. Preston Miles says the NFL is in a beauty contest, Buck. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. But this, like, guys, this is a particularly ugly style of football that you're not, like, it has looked plenty of ugly. It looked ugly for Green Bay today, right? They lost. It looked ugly for Tampa today. They lost. There's plenty of ugly football, but not a single offensive touchdown. I mean, it, it's not. <laughs> there's there's a difference between beauty contest and whatever the hell this is, right? But that's the thing. Like, they win football games. The defense was, again, great. The defense was, again, absolutely great. There is no disputing this. Andrew Adams, Amani Hooker. Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, great, right? So as long as you have that, you can go out there, you can mess around, you can make life living hell for a quarterback, you can win a football game, right? 
totally fair. Special teams, obviously, with the field goal unit being a big pa- uh, factor of that. Randy was four, four for four today, right? 12 points for Randall. Good on him. Executed when he needed to. Derek, I thought, was Derek did as much of as humanly possible. Derek did as much as humanly possible to be able to help get them that win, as did Ryan Tannehill today. Truly, he did. So when I ask you your Two Rivers Ford take in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, when I ask you, well, let's just talk about the defense. Because, I mean, what they did offensively um, was really, really bad. What they did at the end of that game to help push Derek across, push him upfield for the first down, that was a cool moment, but it's about the only cool moment the offense had today. So let's talk about this outside of Austin Hooper. Let's talk about the defense and we'll get into it together because it, you know, don't, don't tell me because there's going to be plenty of people who say, well, you can't win like that in the playoffs. I don't give a shit about the playoffs. It's week seven, right? They won in week seven. They won in week five. They won in week four. They won in week three. They want, they, yeah, they three, four, five, and seven, four straight wins. Uh, They have won this way in the regular season. I don't care about the playoffs yet because it's not the playoffs. They're having to get through at this point. But what letter grade would you give the Titans defense today? Because what the defense did is as much to humanly possible as is, is as much as humanly possible could be allowed, literally willing them to a win. We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that Two Rivers Ford is your place to shop for a 2023 model year Ford. Right now, they're available at the dealership. Whether it's a Explorer like I drive, whether it's a new Bronco Sport, an electric Mustang Mach-E, Two Rivers Ford has all the new vehicles and the best possible car buying experience you can find. Two Rivers Ford always goes above and beyond with their award-winning customer service, and they give you any number of ways to shop. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Custom order your next Ford from Two Rivers Ford. So what grade would you give this defensive performance? Let's focus in there and we'll look at the game book together because it was a uh, it was a defensively driven game. The Colts were again bad um, by any stretch of the imagination. Indianapolis did not do well to find ways to protect Matt Ryan as they did so successfully against the uh, against the Jaguars a week ago. So as you look at just uh, just the general box score, the uh, they lost uh, both teams fumbled once and lost the fumble. Matt Ryan threw two interceptions. Uh, there was a uh, there was another play later in the game. Um, no, I guess the they had the two interceptions first and then the fumble late in the game that Mike Vrabel salt baited it right challenged uh, the way that he did with some flourish and some flair, which we'll get to later on. They had on the the Colts on third down. They were they were uh well that can't be right. Okay, two of six. Both teams were two of six on third down today. So 33.3%. The Colts only had a hundred and a hundred and fifty-three net offensive yards. The Titans had a hundred and eleven. It was brutal. But the defenses, they did step up. You saw sacks. Uh, you saw sacks by several different Titans. You saw Bud Dupree out there and active. They were a very, very successful 
defensive unit in trying to help get them this win. They recovered the one fumble. They got the two interceptions. They had five passes defensed in total. They got to Matt Ryan three times. It only cost the Colts about 16 yards, but still, tackles for loss. They were active. They hit him 10 times, consistently getting after the quarterback. They were in his face all day long. So what grade do you give this defense the way that they perform? David Fletcher says an A+. Uh, Frank Hickerson does agree with him, an A+, and A- for DeMario. I haven't seen, I've seen a B from MB, but I think, uh, I think that, uh, I think that you look at, um, you know, you look at the way that the defense performed and, and he is saying you have to consider the competition. The competition was poor offensively today. There's no question about it. Matt Ryan made some really, really terrible throws. Certainly the second interception was as bad a pass as I've seen him throw. But when you talk about the way that this defense performs, and I'll get I'll performed and I'll give you uh, my assessment here in just a second, you got to hear from Andrew Adams, who had his first career pick six. He's starting at strong safety when they've got Amani Hooker in there playing the nickel after he's back off a concussion. And it was a really strong performance for a defense that absolutely needed to have it today. What was, how big did your eyes get on the, on the interception? They got big. They got big. I broke on the ball. I was like, please throw it, please throw it. And threw it, and the rest was history. When you look back and there's nobody there, you get open field. I mean, that's going to be a good feeling. Yeah, that's when I started kind of celebrating. Uh, it was my first pick six, so I had to make sure nobody was chasing me or going to catch me. So I was kind of peeking back just a little bit just to make sure, but, yeah. What is it about being able to come in here? It seems like... Guys come in off the street and in two or three weeks they're making major contributions to this team. I mean, uh, this is my seventh year in the league, so um, I played a lot of football. Um, so every opportunity that I get, you know, I prepare, you know, like I'm a starter. Um, I study, and I think when preparation meets opportunity, that's when success happens. So, For you early in the game, you had a really good two-play series, Taflin Taylor. Did mm-hmm. that kind of like set the tone for you? Well, yeah, I love, you know, getting my feet wet, getting my pads loose, you know, early in the game because it, it just kind of settles you in a little bit, you know. Um, when you're kind of, you know, in the back and plays might not be coming your way early, you're still kind of maybe searching for a play. But if, if uh, you can get settled in, that definitely makes a difference. You Having a so mod- tackles on Taylor there at one point. Were you spying him or were you just coming your way? No, uh, it, that's just how, you know, the plays and the defense have worked out. I know they try to condense us a lot. Um, so I, I think that's just, you know, that's just kind of how it worked out. Having Amani back there with you now, two, three safeties with you and Kevin and Amani, how, how much did that kind of, like, help you oh out? Oh, my God, Amani, like, because obviously he plays safety, so he's able to talk to me, we're able to communicate, um, and I really think that does make a difference because obviously he's played a lot of football, especially here, so he's able to help me, you know, watch out for this, make this call, do this. Um, so I think that really helps. You've been in the league for a while. What's it about this situation here in Tennessee that you think is leading to the success? Um, I think it's just the culture, you know, um, the, the the fight mentality, the don't quit, um, the family, the positive vibes, you know, that are just circled around in the building. I just feel like everybody's so engaged into what, you know, our goal is. And I think that really makes a difference. So that's Andrew Adams, the new safety. Uh, well, not he's been new in the last month, basically. 
um, who, again, they gave him opportunities. They gave him the start today. They let Amani Hooker play in the, the slot and in the nickel. They had Roger McCreary go back outside. It seemed to help exponentially. What grade would I give this defense today? I will tell you that right after I remind you that the place that you go for any kind of real estate grades, where you go for the Intel Edge, is the Nashville, uh, the best place in the business for Nashville real estate. That's the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. That Intel Edge helps you sell your home without any showings or staging. Helps you find your next home while your current home is in the process of being sold in this red-hot Nashville real estate market. Helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. Everyone else getting the same information and competing for the same properties, not you. You're smart. You're going to GaryAshton.com to get the Intel edge that your favorite teams trust. GaryAshton.com for more information. So what grade would I give them? I would give them, um, I would probably give them an A- minus today. I thought that there were no, there were no like, Big, massive chunk plays. Like, let me look at what the longest play for the Colts was. I know they had um, they had a 20-yard completion from Matt Ryan to Alec Pierce, but that was the only play of 20 or more yards today, 20 yards total. They kept everything bottled up, no explosive plays today. Having Imani Hooker back, you just heard from Andrew Adams, having him back in the secondary helped. Moving McCreary back outside helped. Uh, you have a situation now where they figured out well, how much better they are with Bud Dupree. Bud Dupree was consistently in the backfield. And I thought that Christian Fulton did a really nice job on Michael Pittman. When we talked a lot about how, how big a threat these Colts wide receivers looked like they could be against the Jags, the Titans really did well in, in bottling up everything that the uh, everything that Indianapolis wanted to do they did not Matt Ryan wasn't looking deep they found ways to shut him down imagine how mad the Titans or Buck will be says Derek R if the Titans go 15 and 2 playing like this all season yeah it'll be I <laughs> I uh there were there were certain moments where I just looked around in the press box and to no in particular just said what the what the f is this like what am I what am I watching? Uh, <laughs> and what I'm what in reality, what I'm watching is really good defense. Like what I'm watching is really good defense. So let me not. It is it is a pleasure to watch those guys play. David Long getting another interception today. Um, he's a really really fun player. Making a making the decision about him uh, forthcoming with his contract probably difficult on a team like the Titans. Uh, looking around and trying to figure that out. Uh, they, the defense is, the defense is really strong and the defense is fun to watch truly, but the offense is, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to watch them. Um, honestly, and it's, you know, it's just cause by nature of how many times I'm going to, I'm probably going to watch that game back, what, three or four times by the end of the week. Um, and you know, not necessarily enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the experience. Um, the first time around, much less the second, third, or fourth time around. Are they trading Farley? He did not play. Well, I don't think nobody wants Caleb Farley. Why would you? you, you I, I don't like you are uh, you are not. Uh, there's no value there. Um, what is somebody? Are you going to do the Isaiah Wilson trade for Caleb Farley, where you just give up a first round pick in his second year for a seventh round pick, the way that they did with the Dolphins? I mean, maybe, but like. That doesn't help you right now. You you need that guy to uh, you need that guy to you know be available um, at this point. I don't think 
I don't think they're in the business of trading Caleb Farley. And also, I don't think there is any business in trading Caleb Farley. I don't think that guy's an asset to a football team right now. All the all the issues that he's having, um, all the issues that he's having are not are things that every other team is seeing too. So, you know, such such is the situation. So I would give the I would give the defense an A minus at this point. Let's move on and let's talk about uh Ryan Tannehill's efforts today because he gave you a bit of a scare. He's been incredibly durable ever since he came over to the Titans. Uh, not the case when he was with the Dolphins, obviously. You know this. And uh, But what he did today in breaking Steve McNair's consecutive start streak, 48 consecutive starts was the record for Steve McNair um, during his time with the Titans. Ryan Tannehill eclipsed that today with his 49th straight start en route to a win and in a game where he was getting having the holy hell knocked out of him. So let's talk about Ryan Tannehill today, and let's do it through the context of this. How concerned are you about Tannehill's le- or right foot injury right now? If you do not know, he obviously got hurt in the fourth quarter. He came to the podium today in a walking boot. He said he's going to do whatever he can to be available for the Houston game, but I don't think that's a given right now. We'll see how it goes. How concerned are you about Ryan Tannehill's lower leg injury that he sustained today? We'll talk about that right after I remind you that the place that you go where you can be carefree, no concerns when you download the Superbook Sports app. It's clean. It's easy to use. They have the best odds boosts and promotions anywhere. They will match your first bet up to $1,000 Win or lose, Superbook Sports allows you to take the fight to Vegas each and every night on baseball, hockey, football, basketball, whatever your heart desires, Superbook Sports is there for you. Terms and conditions, visit Superbook.com. Gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, how concerned are you about the Tannehill situation? I want you to... uh, I want you to hear, it was a a brief comment from Tannehill today about his situation, but this is what the Titans quarterback had to say. Close to knocking you out for the rest of the game? No, it doesn't feel great. Um, Yeah, I had a battle through it there at the end. Uh, Sometimes it comes with with the territory, right? I'm going to be out there um, if I can at all all possible. So I'm going to do everything I can this week to uh, to get it right, doing the best I can for some walking boot. So Nika says 10 out of 10 concerned about Tannehill, not concerned, says MB. He hasn't been running much anyhow. Yeah, but he was, I mean, he was clearly not like, you can't have him be immobile behind that offensive line. Would that not concern you enough if he can't physically move back there behind the, the shit that they're putting in front of him on a day by uh, week by week basis? They, I mean, he's getting, he's getting smoked. Like it's not even close. And that's like with full mobility. It honestly, it's the biggest case for them to do something before the trade deadline because he just, he can't keep getting hit that way. Uh, it's not, you know, of all the things that are not sustainable about them, the the amount of the amount of hits he's taking. He's not getting sacked because he's getting the ball out to his credit, but he's, he's not getting sacked at a high rate. He got sacked twice today. Um, make no mistake, he's definitely under duress. He's getting hit far more often than he's getting sacked, obviously. And if you can't move around back there, Houston doesn't have any crazy pass rushers, but like 
you know, Dennis Daly is a terrible, terrible player at this point in his career. You want to put him out there behind Dennis Daly at left tackle and say, all right, bud, go get him in a divisional game when you've just done so well to uh, to get up 2-0 on the Colts and, you know, you've won the only two AFC South games that you've played. You have four left, uh, one against Houston on the road next week. You don't play the other three until we get into December, two uh, December Jags games and then the season finale at home versus Houston in week 18. Man, I mean, I I would be significantly concerned because Malik is not. I mean, they ran the ball on third and nine when Malik had to go in there, you know, and that they set up points. They got a field goal. They played it safe. It's probably the smarter move, right? You're you're a defensive team. Your margin for error is so thin. You're trying to avoid a turnover, even though Malik and Tannehill both together caused a turnover. Um, the only turnover for the Titans of the game, the fumble that they lost. Oh, man, I uh, I just, Malik is not ready, so the concern should be 10 out of 10. Um, Buck, you can pressure Tannehill with Daly out there, says Dion Bonner. Yes, you can absolutely pressure uh, Tannehill with Daly out there. You can pressure, I mean, Ben Jones is, is working through some stuff right now. Obviously, you saw him go down, but, you know, finish the game strong. Uh, Nate Davis, your best offensive lineman absent. And, and, you know, Nate may have been the best offensive lineman you had, even with Lawan on the field, but I do think Lawan, you know, Lawan is certainly better than anything, anybody else that they've got out there right now. But this Nate Davis thing where he's now missed two games, he had the bye week to get the foot right. Obviously it wasn't enough time. Um, there is, there is nothing, you know, there's no certainty. I mean, it's, it's notable that they haven't put him on IR. But Dylan Raiden's, oof, oof, just not good in pass protection. Um, even as an interior player, really, really, um, really bad. Just generally bad offensive line right now. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of, not the, a Nate, a Nate Davis, not the Nate Davis, but a Nate Davis says, I'm about to get back strong, I promise. Yes, Nate Davis. Good on you and your, uh, your counterpart. Um, oh, Dion meant, I meant you yourself. I mean, you mean I could get pressure on Dennis Daly. Yes, I, uh, that's probably, that's probably accurate. I think I could get at least one pass rush move off on him. Um, is Raiden's really that bad at left tackle? Yeah. As bad as he is a guard, he'd be worse at tackle. You can't put him, you can't put him at the most, arguably the most important position on the offensive line for a right-handed quarterback. You, you cannot, you cannot do that. Um, he would, he would be a, a bigger disaster than what you're seeing from Daly. So what exactly do you think Malik Willis is going to do? If they put him out there, well, I think he's going to cause turnovers. Um, I think he's going to further jeopardize a game plan that really is, I mean, they don't have, they don't have margin for error, right? Like a rookie, you know, any kind of understandable rookie mistake where he throws an interception because he's not necessarily used to diagnosing defenses like that. Maybe his footwork isn't great and he sails one high and it gets picked off. Maybe he's trying to make a move with the ball. He gets uh he gets the ball poked out. It's a fumble. This team cannot they they you know they've won today without an offensive touchdown. They had one turnover. It's rare that they can even survive that one turnover because what's what's the biggest issue with the Titans historically? When they turn the ball over, it snowballs, right? It totally snowballs. Um, I would rather them put Logan Woodside up on the practice squad and to start Logan Woodside. Um, because I know 
I know Woodside is not good. And I'm not saying that Malik couldn't make more plays than Woodside. I just trust Woodside to not turn the ball over in a way that I I can't at this point trust, and the coaching staff can't at this point trust Malik to do. I'm not saying that Malik isn't, you know, quarterback two for the future. I'm not saying that Malik Willis isn't ultimately, you know, isn't going to end up being a starting quarterback for this franchise two, maybe three years down the road. But the bet, I mean, they're, the point is they're banged without Tannehill either way. They're banged without Tannehill either way. And what you, uh, what you look at um, for the Titans quarterback situation is I've seen them win games with like Blaine Gabbert, but like Blaine Gabbert, it's also, I mean, it's almost in the mold of a Logan Woodside, right? You just, you just have to protect the quarterbacks from themselves. And, and, and Malik, I, you know, I know you guys don't believe me. I know you get you guys get bent out of shape. And, um, I, uh, I know that he's a third round pick and he's a quarterback. And I know there's plenty of people. Um, I know there's plenty of people who would say that you can't protect him forever. I understand all of that. I really do. Um, all I can tell you guys is it would like, I, I don't, it just, it would not go well. It would not go well. Um, and it doesn't mean that he can't, he can't handle things in the future. It just means that it would not go well right now. Uh, I, I just, it's, it's really, it's a really hard, it's a difficult situation to manage, right? Cause how is he the backup quarterback if you can't trust him to play out there? And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that they don't trust him in certain elements of, but there's just so much that is, that is involved in that situation. And to put him out there at this point in his development would not be good enough for them to to do this for a whole game for a whole game uh eddie grace says, be specific what has he done in practice that leads you to believe that he isn't ready well practice is not the game um eddie but i would say to you uh i would say to you that when i ask malik willis what his biggest struggle is or his biggest you know learning curve is um when he is going through the the day-to-day because he's running scout team right now so he's not even running his offense in practice, he's running scout team to give the first team uh, defense a look. He's not running the Titans offense. He's in their meeting rooms. He is, you know, he is preparing a certain way. But then when he practices, it's a totally different way than what he's preparing for what their offense is. And the reps don't exist for him. They're like they're not giving, they're not giving Malik Willis like reps within their offense in a practice. That's not how it goes. So. When I talk to Malik Willis and he tells me, yeah, the biggest thing that I struggle with is the huddle. The huddle? What do you, what do you mean the huddle? Like the most, ba- like the, 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 uh, the ability and the, you know, the, the, the process of huddling at this point is something that, you know, and he's gotten better with it certainly, but like, all right, when you say the huddle, what does that mean? Well, that means getting the play call in from the coaching staff. That means getting the call correctly to the other 10 players on the field. That means getting to the line of scrimmage, diagnosing the defense in front of you, setting the protections, making the necessary adjustments, doing all of that within a 40-second play clock. And it's, you know, it's a difficult thing to manage if you've not done it in real life before. Now, at some point, he's going to have to do it. And at some point, like like you said, like this is not a situation where you're looking to protect him forever. But um, yeah there's a reason that the most extensive package that they're running for him right now is like jet sweeps. It's not, 
It's not, um, he can't play quarterback the way that they, at this point, he cannot play quarterback the way that they need him to play quarterback. And I, you know, even, even if Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw for 250 yards, 300 yards in a game, they know that Tannehill will protect the football. And that is the thing that they need most to be able to win games because of the way that they just gut it out on a regular basis when their offense has nothing and their defense has to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, I think that, uh, I think that a lot of this stuff is, you know, a lot of this stuff is, a lot of this stuff is, is hard for people to, you know, for, to grasp. I get it. Uh, you know, I understand why you, why you think, why you think that, Malik Willis can't possibly be, and it's not that he's bad. It's just he's raw, right? Raw is not helpful um, at this stage, especially in a divisional game. I, if they had, if they had to make a decision at quarterback, I do think that they would favor Logan Woodside in a particular game like this. We'll see. Um, and and if they go with Willis, and I eat my words on all this stuff. Um, you know, you're entirely welcome to come back here and and rub my nose in it. That's cool. Uh, Eddie Gray says, when black men play quarterback, this is always the shit we hear. It's, you know, I, I get why that's a, I, I totally get why that's a part of the conversation for a lot of people, Eddie, because there's always, I mean, hell, Lamar Jackson is an MVP in the NFL. And still you hear a Hall of Famer like Bill Polian say, yeah, that's a wide receiver. That's not a, that's not a quarterback. And yet he's out here, you know, consistently. I know Lamar hasn't had his best season this year. But he's been really, really good. Um, I do understand why there is a general, you know, when you hear those kind of things, your radar goes up because that has been a lot of, there's been a lot of coded language around black quarterbacks for a long, long time. Um, but yet you have to take me at my word that I don't factor that kind of stuff into my evaluation. It's just what I know he could do in college, what I've seen him do in the pros and the preseason and how he operates in practice, what he does and does not do in practice. I totally understand um, the conversation there, but I, you know, I would, I would, I would ask you to give me a little more credit than that, Eddie, because I, I think you guys know me well enough if you've been around here for long enough, and you know that that's that's not really how I mean that's not how I do things. Um, but you know, you, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And, uh, and we'll see, you know, time will tell and we'll see how it goes for the week for Ryan Tannehill and we'll see if any progress can be made. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up with, this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week, it also happens to do with the Tennessee Titans. Um, and we will talk about it together. The question being this very simply on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which Mike Vrabel challenge, uh, in the last two years has been a better one on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Mike had a, a a challenge with some flourish today, and we will talk about this together right after I remind you that True Math Fitness is the place that you go for your workout goals to be achieved, for your workout goals to be realized, for you to do the thing that you need to do to get your life back on track as it relates to your fitness goals. Any level of fitness is welcome at TrueMath Fitness. They have the boot camp style classes, about 40 to 45 minutes, that are good enough to challenge you, but not overexert you, not put you in a position where you're going to feel uncomfortable. They are going to help you with your conditioning, with your strength, with all of the, with your mobility, your flexibility. TrueMath Fitness will make sure that you get better. 
They also have personal training. If you want a more specific approach, they have the ability uh, for you to operate within their open gym concept. Any level of membership, you can check out more information at truematfitness.com. And while you're there, sign up for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So, which variable challenge was better? There was one, and I can't remember the circumstance. There was one that was really, really good. But there are a couple. I mean, today, where he went full salt bay on the ref in order to get the fumble. It was it was called an incomplete pass. Obviously, it was a fumble. Vrabel saw it. Vrabel was ready for it. Threw the flag. He's done it a couple times, though. Flag is ready to go, and boom. See? Now he's like, I'm challenging it. Flag is ready to go, and boom. See? Now he's like, I'm challenging it. So I think that was the 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 first the clip on the on your on your left was the Patriots game on the road last year that they ended up losing. The game on your right was today where he challenged and got the fumble overturned. Mike Vrabel, when he when he knows that he's right about the rules, he is not afraid to just gesticulate and to uh, you know to flare up the dramatics a little bit, and he certainly puts a little flare. I honestly think today's that we'll watch them both again together side by side. I think today's was was funnier just because he walks up right in front of the ref's face, like dangles it like Salt Bay in front of the ref, and then drops it. It's laugh out loud funny. Flag is ready to go, and boom. See? Now he's like, I'm challenging it. He's got like a little like Elvis point at the end. He goes to drop it, and then he just points at the end. Cracks me up. On, uh, on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. It's going to do it for us tonight. Appreciate you guys as always. We enjoy the conversation. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting week because we don't know what they're going to do at quarterback now. And, you know, for those of you who are wanting a, a real live look at Malik Willis, maybe you get it. Maybe you don't. We'll certainly be there to talk about it all week long from practice. A to Z Sports going to have a lot of great content and coverage up and available for you. Radio show tomorrow. We're talking about this game for three hours hours we're going to spoke uh i'm gonna we're gonna hone in specifically on the quarterback situation and i'm gonna see if i can't talk i'm gonna see if i can't get somebody on the radio show i'm not gonna make any promises yet but somebody uh a quarterback coach who works with malik willis that i know i'm gonna see if i can't get him on the radio show if not tomorrow some point this week to kind of better articulate from somebody who works with him what it is that there would be a steeper what to expect from him at this stage of his career. Cause I can say it as many times as you know, you guys ask me and at a certain point, I'm sure you get tired of hearing me say the same things. So if I can bring in somebody who works with him, uh, who works with him specifically on a, you know, uh, certainly during the off season on a daily basis um, is obviously continuing to work with him throughout the course of the regular season we will uh, we will do that for you tomorrow. So keep an eye out for that at some point this week. Don't uh, I'll, I'll let you know what what's happening on the radio show tomorrow. But it'll be a lot of fun from ten to one on one hundred four five The Zone. Have a great rest of your weekend. Talk to you guys tomorrow on the radio show. If not tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it. But we got a couple more questions. No, that's it. Peace out by the GM. <laughs>